who knocks. Huh? Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> Why don't you do something with your life? You contribute nothing to society. Good morning, Vietnam! Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? You know my code. Hose before bros. You can't handle the truth! Buzz your girlfriend. Woof. Nobody calls me mad dog. Especially not some dooted up egg sucking gutter trash. Hello and welcome to My First Time, the podcast all about the gaps in our pop culture resume. Maybe you've missed something. Well, why don't you listen in? And we might tell you all about it as each week our panel sits down to debate, dispute, and discuss a much-loved classic. Being joined, of course, by the first-timer, someone who has never before experienced that cultural icon. Will they see what the fuss is about or just be left scratching their heads? My name is Dan, and I'm joined each and every week by Eden. Hello. Aiden. Hello there. And this week... We are delving deep into the nerdy caverns of Dungeons and Dragons. It was your first time, Aiden, being a Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I'd never done Dungeons and Dragons because I'm such a cool guy that does sports and stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm not not that nerdy, so never done it because I'm such a jock. Perhaps it's more to do with your lifestyle <laughs> of denial, Aiden, <laughs> wanting to not admit that you're a nerd. No, nah, if I'm if I'm honest, it is never come across my radar. I knew it existed. I'd seen it in plenty of pop culture, but I just didn't really know anyone that was into it. From your little pop cultural uh, experiences of it or looks at it, had, had it ever appeared appealed to you as something that you might like to do? Uh, look, I just I feel like we need to throw this out right at the beginning. Anything I say, Eden, I know that you're a big fan of it. I'm sorry if I it's upset get you. personal today. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous, actually. <laughs> no, because I, like, I, I honestly looked at it and did think, yeah, that's too nerdy for me. Like, I'm, I'm into comic books. I'm into a lot of okay. what my wife would say are children's things or nerdy type things. But Dungeons & Dragons, I was where I sort of drawed the line. Okay, I want to pull you up on that because you're saying... You sort of saw it as being too nerdy. Does that mean it didn't appeal or you it was more of an image thing where you're just like, I can't let myself cross that far? Probably both. Probably okay. both. Yeah. I do enjoy a strategic board game, but as I learnt, it's not even a board game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I was clueless. I had no idea what I was going into as um, we recorded a little while back. Go again. Yeah, let's uh, have a little listen to what you had to say uh, about what you thought the experience of playing Dungeons & Dragons would be. You sat down with Eden, our resident Dungeons & Dragons uh, fan. I'm going to keep the language very neutral, and uh, we'll (laughs) see what you thought. So, Aiden, you are just minutes away from playing in your first game of Dungeons & Dragons. Yep. Um, Have you... I guess I'll ask, have any of your friends played Dungeons & Dragons before? Like, has it existed in your world in any way? It's never been something that's come across my table. Uh, I've seen it on TV shows. Community, I've seen them sort of play it. I think they played it. It might have just been a community version of it or something, but I've seen them in pop culture. I don't know anyone that's played it as far as my friends. It was just not a part of my world. Right, right. Um, and do you think, uh, well, what are you expecting to actually do when we start playing? <laughs> okay, so I 
I understand it's not a board game, but it is a game that you you act out almost like a play with dice. So I guess it's kind of like a choose your own adventure storybook where you're like, turn seven pages if you want to go this way or turn three pages if you want to go that way. And there's got to be a few people playing. You can't play on your own. Is that that would be accurate? It's, it's, well, I, I won't d- say. I won't d- say if it's d- accurate or not. Dancing the corner, holding back laughter. <laughs> Uh, excellent. Okay. Well, I, uh, I'm interested to see if uh, if you're right, and then to hear your opinion about it. Can I ask a question? Sure. Can you win Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, I think that's a question that we'll have to wait until we start playing. Because if so, I'm going to thrash you all. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a question that I still don't know the answer to. Did I win? Did I not win? I have no idea. Well, before we uh, go into a little bit of what happened when the three of us played Dungeons and Dragons, I'm um, just going to, maybe you, like Aiden at home, have uh, really only encountered Dungeons and Dragons through other pop culture references and that sort of thing, so I'm just going to do a little bit of a spiel here and bring up uh, you, the perhaps uh, unaware listener of what D&D is all about. Well, just let me just stop you there. D&D? That's Dungeons and Dragons, I take it. <laughs> hey, there we go. Did he's you... picking it up. <laughs> he's finally getting it. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything more synonymous with nerddom and geekery than Dungeons and Dragons? For those that don't play, the name alone might conjure images of musty basements, social miscasts, scraggly beards, pimples, and poor hygiene. People playing pretend, escaping their lives momentarily by stepping into the armor of a knight. Or the cloak of a wizard. Dungeons and Dragons, D&D to those who know it, <laughs> is a role-playing game. An RPG where the players take on a single character. And with other players, embark on epic quests to defeat evil, conquer beasts, and claim valuable treasure. That sort of stuff. All the action is initiated and moderated by the Dungeon Master, the DM. The DM plans the adventure in advance, and many DMs spend hours and hours creating intricate worlds and preparing themselves for whatever the playing group might decide to do. Because that's the thing with D&D. A lot of it is improvised, led by the decisions that the playing group makes. Sure, a good dungeon master will present the group with a tempting and rewarding adventure, but ultimately there's no way to force the players to follow the pre-planned route. Do you want to ditch the DM's adventure and chase down that ugly troll that hurt your feelings, find his home, torture his loved ones, and then enslave his village? Well, in D&D, you can. Each member of the group plays just the one character, starting as a level one with minimal strength and ability and slowly becoming more and more powerful by leveling up as they achieve success on various missions, quests, and battles. And to do that, you are going to want to roll well. Dice play a huge part of D&D. While the player's imagination and ingenuity play a huge role, the success of almost every major action will be decided by the roll of a dice. Normally a d20. If you're not a nerd, that's a dice with 20 numbers on it. So how popular is D&D? Well, the answer is very. An estimated 20 million people have played the game since 1974 when it was released, spending more than a billion dollars in the process on related materials. So what did our first timer think? Will he ever be lured back into the world of knights, dragons, wizards, merfolk, and bards? Or has he escaped the dungeon never to return? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 
Do we want to talk through how the night went first before I evaluate it? Because I feel like we, we should really set the scene and things like that. Well, we're doing a lot of scene setting. I know, Eden, mm. you've prepared a bit of a, a, a recap, a I, summary of I, our adventure. Do we have a recap of the adventure? Tell us why DMs, and you were our DM, yeah. uh, our dungeon master. Tell us why DMs do that. So that seems to be a thing. Well, I guess the thing is, like, it's very rare to be able to tell a complete story in one setting in in one sort of in one game i guess in one session of dungeons and dragons uh so you got to have the recap kind of like a good tv show you come back after not having played it for a few weeks sit down okay let's refresh everyone's memory where we're up to what we're doing previously on previously yeah do you want to have a listen to that recap before you uh, you give us some thoughts, Aiden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, look, I just don't. I, I feel like Eden's a, a lost puppy, and I'm about to <laughs> about to take him to the pound. So I just don't want to do that just yet. <laughs> All right, Eden, tell us what happened when we played Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Wilbur Wilde, a dragonborn rogue, awoke tied to a tree in the forest without his wife or any memory as to how he got there. There were other dragonborns also tied to the tree, so Wilbur used his fire breath That's skill. Aiden, by the way, for those oh, yes, yeah, I, I I chose the name Wilbur. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your very no, 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 like, no, no, no. dramatic delivery. No, I like it. I like it. Uh, used his fire breath skill to incinerate the tree. This attracted the attention of his captors, several kobolds who started coming in Wilbur's Wil- incoming in Wilbur's direction. Wilbur managed to hold off one kobold, but knew he couldn't take them all on, so he fled deeper into the forest. There he ran into a gnome bard by the name of Singy Manilo. That may be you, Dan. (laughs) After a brief encounter with another kobold, the two adventurers developed an uneasy friendship after it was discovered that Wilbur's village had been destroyed and his wife kidnapped. Wilbur knew who must be behind this massacre, his arch-nemesis Borok, an imp who had possessed the body of his old friend. The two travelled to the safe haven gnome village of Quindon, where they swindled a kindly blacksmith for a battle axe and startled tavern goers with a song and a fire By show. By now, everyone listening at home <laughs> that has never played Dungeons and Dragons. There's about 15 words that were used in one sentence that nobody has a clue what they were. <laughs> they, fi- they firmly put themselves in one camp or the other. They're like, either like, this sounds great, or this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, well, remember, we're not an ad for D&D. <laughs> True, continue. <laughs> Rather tavern. Yeah. Wolves then stalked the village and Wilbur and Singy attacked their leader, causing the wolves to flee towards a distant castle. Wilbur went to sleep the night in the stables while Singy sweet-talked his way in between a gnome woman's legs. Yeah. <laughs> the next morning, the two headed in the direction of the castle, which was familiar to Wilbur as the home of the imp Borok. After trudging across the country and wading through thick swamp waters and fighting a mind-altering hag, they arrived at the castle. They made short work of the kobolds guarding the castle and discovered the imp possessing the body of Wilbur's old friend and Wilbur's wife, bloody and unconscious. Singy attempted to fight Borok but was knocked back and preoccupied by Borok's dragon. Borok the Imp revealed that he coerced Wilbur to come here in order to possess his body now that his current vessel was decomposing. Wilbur fought off the Imp's attempt to possess him as Singy fought off the dragon. Singy lunged towards the possessed body and killed it, but the Imp transferred himself into Singy's body. (laughs) The sight was similar to so many years ago when Wilbur couldn't kill the Imp in the body of his friend, but this time Wilbur had other plans. 
Wilbur attacked his friend, killing him in one brutal stab and taking the imp out at the same time. Sadly, Singy fell to the ground. He attempted to find the light and Wilbur attempted to heal him, but it was no use. Singy drifted heroically into the void and Wilbur went to his unconscious wife and vowed to turn his back on the adventuring life. All right. That is our recap. That was that was a, we we did a lot in a couple of hours. Yeah, and that's actually one of the things. Like we managed to do a lot in the two hours that we played, more so than you would usually. That's usually a little bit slower. There's a little bit more exploring, but we only had two hours. Yeah, so exactly. We pushed through. Yeah, and how, so how long have you been playing, Eden? Like how when did you start playing? I started playing in either when I was like in year nine or ten. So I've been going for a while now. I've like, oh my god, how many years is that? Many years. <laughs> and so when you first played, were you aware of the the depth of uh, nerdery you were sinking into? I was aware of the nerdery. I was already a Star Trek fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I I can't even... I think I, I started playing it because I was playing computer games like Baldur's Gate and those kinds of fantasy role-playing games uh, on the computer. They were really popular uh, in my friend's circle. And so we kind of went, okay, you know what? Let's, uh, let's do some Dungeons & Dragons. We went out, bought the books, got some dice, and started figuring it out. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, nothing. That's good. That's good. <laughs> And uh, when did you all get girlfriends? Uh, good question. Very valid question. <laughs> Much like Dungeons and Dragons, they went out, they bought the book, and yeah. figured it out. Yeah, exactly. We got there. <laughs> yeah. No, we, so we actually started playing at school, like once. Ooh. Yeah, I know, no. Oh, like lunchtime? Oh, yeah, we, we did it, like, I think twice a over like over two lunch times, and then we we're just kind of like, oh, we can't do anything at lunchtime. It's too short because there were too many wedgies getting given. Well, to yeah, hey, we we went inside. <laughs> we weren't oh, doing sorry. it in the yard, in a locked room of with course. the blinds. Drawn. Of course, you guys were inside because yeah. the sun was out there, and that was, exactly, you know, exactly fearful. Uh, for okay, the sun. I see, I see, I see, <laughs> I see how this is going. I told you it wasn't going to be pretty. <laughs> but no, we ended up having to like go to one of our places and we ended up one of your places well like even one of our even parents that term places itself, one of our places <laughs> <laughs> one of our safe places to a basement. <laughs> I did have a basement but we <laughs> <laughs> of course but we did not play in the basement <laughs> uh, but you know you would end up you know people would rock up six o'clock at night and then you'd end up playing until like six in the morning it was a long time, like long sessions. That's a big session. Yeah, and we're, a hell of a lot of fun. We've both been laughing a lot, Dan, but you've played many <laughs> times in the past as well. Oh, I have played a bit, but Eden introduced it to me uh, more recently. Uh, but even worse, this is actually my first time playing straight D&D because yeah. in the past what I've done with Eden is uh, a sort of a, a Star Trek D&D that he's sort of <laughs> semi-created yeah. uh, on his own. Which so. some would argue more nerdy. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely more nerdy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting in cheap pot shots while I can. <laughs> so how many times had you played before? Um, I don't know. Maybe... Half a dozen? Oh, yeah, yeah half like, a dozen. The, the Star Trek ones. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah half I'd, a dozen or so, yeah. maybe. And Eden, you'd played like... 50 billion times before. Yeah. I mean, it, it ultimately, it's probably actually not that many times, but when you're sort of 
you know, it was it, it, we would play maybe once a month, maybe once every two months. But it was a proper session. It was like a went, really yeah. long session. But and the thing is, and this is this is in defense of all the people who you call nerds. <laughs> Um, Our pimply listeners. Yes, the pimply ones out there. there. There is a real stereotype on D&D players... I'm pretty sure that we weren't that nerdy. Oh, that's what every <laughs> yeah. that is I'm what pretty, every D and D group ever has. I okay, I okay. Sure. No, no, no. I can I can evaluate that. Yeah. I can tell you whether you were nerdy or not. <laughs> were there only guys? There were only guys. <laughs> there you go. There's not yeah. one subculture that doesn't include <laughs> girls that's not nerdy. Ah, uh, yeah. Good point. Sorry, my friend. I think there are girls that play it now. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying that all D&D players are nerdy. I'm You're just saying, saying that we were nerdy, right? <laughs> okay, I see. I see. Look, for someone that had never played it before, I was so completely out of my realm and, and not aware of what I was going into. To even the point where I sat down and was like, what's that? I've never even seen a dice that has 10 different sides or 20 different sides or all these different dices. So it was very different. And, and I, I did enjoy myself Like uh, once I started to get going. And we but- did deliberately keep you in the dark. Like, yeah. We yeah. didn't want you to have any preconceived ideas. So you probably had a rougher start than most people who would have at least had yeah. it all explained. But I, um, it took me a while to get into it because I was so unaware of what I was doing. It was like a blind person trying to get around um, a kid's indoor playground. Like, oh, I'm going down a slide now. Oh, like it, it was It was pretty full on. And I think from memory, the biggest thing for you was like, am I winning? Like, how do I win? Because I'm a relatively competitive person. I do really enjoy, and I'm like, I'm not a sporty guy, but I do really get competitive when it comes to trivial type things like bowling or <laughs> mini golf or board games. And so that was my objective to win the game. Yeah. Um, can't be done, apparently. You, I don't think you can win Dungeons & Dragons. No, but think, you can go up levels and things, can't yeah, you? Yeah, you, so you, your character develops over time. And, and you would yeah. hold on to your character throughout oh. your whole, like when you're playing a, as a child and stuff, that's yeah. that's who you are for the rest of your life. That's your character. Yeah, well. well unless your character dies, right? Unless your character dies and then your character is either dead and gone or maybe the characters who are still alive can find a way to bring your character back somehow. But, yeah, like anything can happen, really. I, the campaign that I was playing when I was in high school, I remember, like, we probably, even though we were only playing maybe once a month or not even that frequently, we probably kept it going for, like, three years. Same map, same world, same characters. Um, and so by the end, it was sort of hard to let go. You're like, all right, well, I guess we're wrapping up this So much story. history. Yeah. You guys are like bold and the beautiful. There's yeah, exactly. so many things that happened over the years and Absolutely. such and such have done this and married this person and yeah. Yeah. Back to our campaign and your competitive spirit. That, that sort of became really clear to me when like our characters first crossed because you sort of started on your own and then a few minutes in, uh, Eden introduced Singy, uh, Singy Manilow in. And you just immediately were the hugest jerk and like (laughs) immediately just so aggressive and hostile towards me. I'm sorry, Dan. It's just who I am. (laughs) And it was like one of those things where like in this sort of thing, it was almost like I had to metagame because you being such a jerk, I just wanted to fight back and just like <laughs> kill like one of us, you know, just fight to the death. But it's like, oh no, I've got to try and find a way to team up with Aiden so we can have this damn adventure for the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and we played. Was it about two hours? About two hours. Yeah. 
and I reckon it was a, probably the last half an hour. Like, I went through phases. So the first half an hour, I had no clue what I was doing and was really confused by it all. The middle sort of section, I was like, I think I know what I'm doing. I think we're doing something. And then the last half an hour, I returned to confused because I was like, is it wrapping up? How does it wrap up? How does it come to a conclusion? If there's no winner, when does it stop? Yeah. And you're right. Like that last part of the game was sort of speeding towards some kind of conclusion. Um, Usually, you would have the freedom to just sort of go, okay, here are your characters. Here's the world. Uh, go for it, you know, play, see what you can find. And then it's pause until next weekend or the following, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the next time. You know, yeah. you maybe try and find, as the dungeon master, I'll try and find some kind of cliffhanger or a hook or something where it's like, oh, hey, we can end at this point and then we'll come back. But because it was your only time playing, yeah. we're like, okay, well, let's try and give you a full story. So what about you? You are the first timer, Aiden. What did you enjoy about the experience? What what are some things that you got some value out of along the way? Uh, I, I did enjoy myself. I, I in, enjoyed it, but um, I felt, I will compare it to dancing. I felt very much like similar to dancing. <laughs> if, you, the, if the right song is going, it's a really fun time. But if everyone's watching you and it's a slow dance, you're like, oh, am I doing it right? Am I not doing it right? It felt like that a lot. So the whole time I was sitting there, I'm like, uh, people are watching me. Uh, I guess, yep, I move my feet like this. I dance like this. I did feel a bit like that. So um, I, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy myself, but it, it, I did feel a little like I don't know what I'm doing. And then that sort of affects it, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's perfect for people that are very creative. You need to have an element of creativity and and um, and confidence in that sort of thing because that's what it is. You're you're going, oh, let's do this, let's do that, let's do that. If you're a, um, I don't know, straight laced person that doesn't quite understand creativity and and thinking on your feet, you've got no hope. <laughs> like, have we been really clear about that? That there's like. Like, the way we played it, there was no map of where we were. There's yeah. no pictures of the characters. It's it's literally everything is just being said. And so it's all in the player's mind. It's yeah. all in the dungeon master's mind. Yeah. So that that would, you know, throw some people, I think. Yeah. What about, uh, as as it went on, did you feel any connection with the character? Did you start to care about, you know, the plight of the character's <laughs> wife or his village or his future? Well, did you start to feel connected to Singy? Well, I didn't know that I had a wife until halfway through the game, <laughs> I think. Um, uh, I was a dragon named Wilbur Wilde. I felt like that name was, was perfect for him. Um, yeah, I guess, maybe. I don't know if I had emotional attachment to a, yeah. to a fictional character. I don't think so. <laughs> I think something else is that, like, uh, it, because it was your first session, like, first time playing it, it takes a little bit of time to start working out, like, what you can do and, like, how you can sort of get into the shoes of that character. Because I remember, Dan, the first time that you played. Right. Can I tell this? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> the first time. <laughs> like, you were great, as in, like, you were tied to a tree. And I think your first thing was something that's like, well, I'll just, I'm a dragon, right? I'll just torch this tree with my dragon breath. And I'm, I'm a problem solver. It was good. It got <laughs> things happening. I think, although I think maybe a few of your, um, you know, fellow dragon died, died because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you set them on fire. But I anyway. burnt them down. That's that. They were um, tragedies, I guess. Of, it was of totally the opposite when I started playing. I was like really like nervous about what I could do. I was like, 
you know, Eden, Eden was like, you know, you're in a room. And I was like, all right, I open the door. And he's like, and that's it. And I was just like expecting things to happen. And then he's like, yep. And I'm like, what? Well, right. I have a little look out the door. He's like, there's a corridor. I'm like, oh, well, what's down to the left? What do I see? He's just like a corridor going down. And I was like, what about to the right? And it was just painful. <laughs> it was like 30 minutes of like minor little things. Yeah. Like I take, I take two steps to the left. Anything happen? Anything? <laughs> Anything happen? So it was so bad. It took me quite a while to get the sort of speed of just being like, I'll go to that door and open it. And, yeah. you know, yeah. So each episode of My First Time, we usually try and point to the pop culture references that uh, the first time activity has popped up in. Uh, and I've just got the uh, Wikipedia page open for Dungeons and Dragons or D&D, as the cool kids say. Uh, Community was the first one that always came to mind. I've seen it in episodes mm-hmm. of Community and there's a really awesome episode of Community where it pops up. But have you guys, do you guys remember it was in Futurama? Have you guys watched Futurama much? Yeah. I remember, this was like when I was in high school, so well before I'd ever played Dungeons and Dragons or knew that much about it, there's an episode where Al Gore features... Gary Gygax. (laughs) And he's like, I'm a level 20 vice president. (laughs) And even though I didn't really know anything about uh, Dungeons and Dragons or any of my mates did, we thought that was hilarious. Gary Gygax, the guy who created Dungeons and Dragons, was voicing himself in that episode. Ah, He was one of those characters. Cool, cool. He kept rolling the dice. He'd be like, ah, it's a roll, roll, roll. Pleasure to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) That is very funny. Surprisingly, it popped up in Big Bang Theory. Who would have thought that? Uh, Um, I want to talk about that for a sec. Eden, can you just vent about Big Bang Theory? Because I know that in your life, because you are, I'm I'm not going to say you are a nerd. I'm going to say, you know, you have the love of some nerdy things. A lot of people assume you're a big uh, Big Bang Theory guy, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 annoying as hell because <laughs> it's a shitty show. It really is. It's so bad. And the thing is, like the stuff. Okay, they've got all of these like great nerdy references, is what people tell me. But they're not great nerdy references. It's basically just a normal sitcom, but occasionally they say Star Wars or Doctor Who, it's, and that's it. It's really crowbarred in there. Like, yeah. the people saying it actually have no clue what they're yeah, saying. Exactly. And so it's just painful. You're just kind of like, oh, okay, but you're, so you're wearing a Flash t-shirt. Whoa! <laughs> Which I think was, like, on the poster or the DVD. Yeah. One of the, I remember seeing that, the lightning bolt thing on one of them. It's, it's a terrible television. Whereas terrible. it's not like, not like Community by Dan Harmon, where like all the pop yeah. culture stuff is so essential to the show, Absolutely. and it comes from a place of like deep appreciation. Well, and yeah, deep and love Dan Harmon's a, like used to play D anD D all the time, and he does. does he still play on his podcast. He plays on his podcast, yeah. and he's got the show Harmon Quest that he plays in as well. Like it's he, he loves it. I think I've, I've alluded to it in a, one of our earlier episodes that I had a pretty sort of strict fundamentalist sort of Christian upbringing. And uh, D and D as a kid, like I knew that it was it was evil. Is this is this anything? Have you ever you know encountered Eden that sort of Christian backlash or the sort of it's satanic and dangerous? And <laughs> I've I've heard of the stories. I haven't encountered anything personally. But when D and D was like first uh, kind of blooming in the seventies, I think. Well, a, I think we said earlier, 74? 74, 74? Yeah. yeah, like I think there was like a fair amount of backlash then. Um, and then, you know, kids would go into the basement, play Dungeons and Dragons, and their parents would start freaking out, you know, some sort of black magic going on. But so, surely, if it is evil, 
It's only as evil as the players playing it want it to be. Like, yeah. It's actually your son's evil. It's, it's not so much the game. Yeah, I think, and I don't know, like, there was just real panic about mm. how attached the the players would get to their characters. I think that was one of the big things. Oh, Of course, there was, like, uh, you know, fear about demon possession and sorcery and the, everyone thinking it's satanic. But, you know, Christians have loved saying everything's satanic since, the, you know, uh, you know, Kiss is satanic. Everything was satanic <laughs> in that sort of era. The Simpsons, definitely. The yeah. Simpsons, like, oh, seriously. So I remember there, there was this little like Christian tracks that would get released, and I remember reading one. It was, they're, they're called Chick Tracks, and uh, it was there was all sorts like they were real like really fiery sort of things. Like wait, 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 I remember wait, there was wait, 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 wait. what's a track? A tract, like a T-R-A-C-T, like a tiny little oh. cartoon pamphlet. Oh, and so in okay. this cartoon pamphlet, one of them was just about, uh, wasn't one that I remember that wasn't the D&D one, was about the evils of the TV show Bewitched. <laughs> where That's incredible. I, yeah, I literally remember there were two panels where there's like a, a happy family gathered around the set watching Bewitched having a great time. And then in the next panel, it cuts to hell and there's demons like, ha, 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 ha. Our grand plan has come together. That's Samantha. She's got yeah. it. Yeah. And so like wow. there was a whole one about Dungeons and Dragons, how this girl developed this character and it told this whole story and then the character died characters oh, can't yeah. do in D&D and she was so attached to the character that she went and commit suicide. Oh my god. Yeah, but that, that but then I was I was looking that up and there was a BBC article from a couple of years ago outlining this and the article's called The Great 1980s Dungeons and Dragons Panic. And uh yeah, it was like there's a couple of cases where Dungeons and Dragons players committed suicide and if you look at it, you know, like it just got twisted. It's like the yeah. old it's not causation, it's correlation. Yeah. Like, they also had heaps of mental health issues, heaps of other problems. But, yeah, there was a uh, a huge big thing where, like, there was this group. And I'll read you a little bit. The mothers of one of the sons, uh, uh, she actually attempted to sue her son's high school principal because he and he taught the kids how to play Dungeons & Dragons, wow. claiming the cursed placed upon her son's character during the game was real. She also sued the publishers of D&D, and continued her campaign by forming the group Bothered About Dungeons and Dragons, B-A-D-D, in 1983. She described D&D as a fantasy role-playing game which uses demonology, witchcraft, voodoo, murder, rape, blasphemy, suicide, assassination, insanity, sexual perversion, homosexuality, prostitution, satanic-type rituals, gambling, barbarism, cannibalism, sadism, desecration, demon summoning, necromantics, divination, and other teachings. Uh, nah, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons really sort of conjures up so many different things in so many people's minds, like the nerd stuff. Um, for me, I remember, like, I remember, again, with the high school crew after we'd finished high school and we were sort of just doing occasional D&D sessions, we're definitely out, like, we, we were out partying most of the time, and then it would be, no, 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 I'm just... <laughs> Oh, we had great parties. Describe what your parties <laughs> were like. No, I, these were normal old parties, like normal house parties. Old parties. <laughs> but everyone it, come as your favorite unicorn. <laughs> favorite unicorn. Did, did, be honest, did you ever dress up? I've never dressed up. Okay. I've never dressed You've never up. Never done D and D in costume. I've never dressed up. Oh, no, there was a pause. There was a pause. What's the, what's yeah, the I, I didn't do D&D when I was in that costume. 
Oh, so you went to a dress-up party yeah, as a yeah, D&D yeah. character. I think I, think I went... Like, this is the Lord of the Rings era, you know. I think I went as Bill uh, Frodo or something at one point. <laughs> I have hairy feet, what can I say? <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the scores. Just to recap the leaderboard, Rocky Horror Picture Show is currently at the top. Of course, we've only done two podcasts <laughs> prior to this. So it's one and a half points clear of Dirty Harry. So Rocky Horror Picture Show, 34 and a half points. Out of 60, so we're not being very generous scorers yet, but let's get the scores rolling. Uh, iPhone test. Is this engaging as a, an experience? I think you're the first timer, Aiden, so let's get your scores first. Uh, it's definitely engaging. I don't think you can play it and play on your phone and stuff as well. Like a, a movie, you can passively watch a movie and play on your phone at the same time. You can't really do this. I think I checked my phone once, and it was more from a... Oh, someone just texted me. I better check on that. So I reckon, like, from that perspective, it has to rate fairly high. Four? Four? Yeah. yeah. I'm happy with that. Eden? I'm going to go three, because I know that when characters split up and you're DMing one on, you know, one at a time, people will just immediately pick up that phone and kind of start lulling out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess that's for a long game. We played an intense yeah. two hours. If I'm sitting there for six hours playing, yes, I definitely would have cracked out the phone a bit. Yeah, more. yeah. I'm, I'm going to go three. Yeah, I'm going to go three and a half. I guess, I'm, like you, I've had a bit more experience. And I know that sometimes, yeah, like other characters get bogged down in stuff. And you're just like, yeah, let's see what's on the internet right now. So, yeah, I'm going to give it three and a half. So, four, three, and a three and a half. Those yeah. are pretty decent scores. Cultural significance. Aiden, do you feel like now that you've finally played D&D, do you get those community Simpsons references so much more? Yes, I do. But again, it's a small minority, I would say, of society that knows what it is in the first place. Is that fair yeah, enough? Yeah, that's it's- probably fair. Well, no, probably a lot of people have heard of it, but mm. who actually you can engage with conversation. Yeah, about that's what it. I mean. So yeah. I reckon everyone, uh, like for instance, if you went the most known thing like McDonald's or Seinfeld, everyone knows what that is, even though they may not like McDonald's or they may never have been to a McDonald's, they would still know what it is. And yeah. the same with Seinfeld, you may not like the television show, but everyone has seen it before or, you know, knows what it is. This, I don't reckon many people even know what it is. They know it's a game of some sort. So I'm only going to give it a three. Fair enough. Eden? Mm. I'm, I, you know, I'll probably I agree with you on that one. I think that yeah, people know the name. I think the name yeah. is incredible, but when it comes to actually how it works, um, I'm going to go three. Like, but people don't know about the game itself. But it does pop up in a lot of pop culture. Like it is all over every television show that's based in the 70s or 80s. They <laughs> definitely have a Dungeons and Dragons reference yeah. in there somewhere. 70s Strange- show, Stranger, Stranger Things, things yeah, yeah, the whole lot. Yeah, and I'm I'm not actually convinced you need to have played Dungeons and Dragons to really enjoy those references anymore. Like, yeah, that's true. You can make fun of um, Eden without <laughs> even playing the game. That's exactly right. I'm just going to give it two and a half. I mean, it's fun to have played, but at the same time, if it pops up at a dinner table and someone's mocking D&D, I'm probably not going to be like, oh, oh, I've played it. I've played it. <laughs> Mock me, everyone. Yeah. Mock me. So, uh, yeah, so two and a half from me. So three, three and a two and a half. All right, returnability, Aiden. Would you play again? Would you ever step back in as another character or perhaps give Wilbur Wilde <laughs> the dragon-born another crack? Uh, I'd play again, maybe. Like, mm. what, what What if you were, you were playing it with, like, say, 
three of your closest friends. You'd had like a beer. You had the night some off. Pizza. You had pizza, some Doritos. Eden, I really enjoyed going to your house. It's nothing too personal to you. I had a fine time. No, but I'm just it you was know. very. It wasn't. It wasn't that we. I'm DMing know. the session at the moment. Like this is. Imagine that. <laughs> it's just not really my thing. I the competitiveness. I wanted to win. I couldn't win. It was impossible to win. You could be the bad guy that kills all the other player characters. Yeah. Look, I do love a good villain <laughs> I'll give it a two a two well <laughs> <laughs> Eden you have to give it five Eden. I'm giving it a five I mean I've been doing it for years <laughs> yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four because I've really enjoyed doing it but you know I don't imagine say so for some reason Eden if you move to Melbourne I don't think I'm ever playing again like yeah. if you're not in Adelaide it's it's gone from my life and I'm I'm not going to overly miss it but while you're around I think I'll continue to keep playing it so uh four from me so a 2 a 5 and a 4 giving that a score of 11 high returnability in general uh and uh the category that that I I really it, it bothers me this category is it partner friendly? Because it's, ne- it's a necessary category. Yeah, but it's yeah. so much power into the hands of our partners who are not even here. <laughs> Negative five thousand. Negative. <laughs> there is no way possible really? that my wife would ever play this. She gets frustrated with any board game that doesn't involve luck. So <laughs> whatever the lowest rating All right, we can we'll give, give that a zero. Zero. Um, I'm going to put down a. I'm going to go th- three. Uh, my fiance has played D&D just once, um, and in the campaign I was a player. And your fiance does improv, yeah, which exactly. ties in to she, a D&D session in a way. Absolutely. Uh, she thoroughly enjoyed the session. Uh, I do remember she was bitter because her character died early, but she was robbing the house <laughs> of the mayor. <laughs> like, did you kill her? No, I didn't. I had nothing to do with you it. You were the DM, though, <laughs> No, right? no, I wasn't DM. I was uh, a player, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, um, would, would fights continue at home? Like, would... would... I did a little bit because I I was you know in the in meta gaming. Why didn't you defend my honor? Well, I, okay, I wasn't present to defend her when she died, but I was like, it was a dumb move. There was stealing from the mayor. There were so many guards around. She deserved it. She deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> So you're going a three. I'm going to go a three. I definitely have to give this a zero as well. Uh, my partner it has struggled with games a little bit. Like she doesn't mind a little bit of thought, but my yeah, my partner struggles with the the why of games. The why do I care? Like let's say we were playing Ticket to Ride. Why do, why do I want to build this train line? Why? So to just say, just say to her, like, here you are, this wizard, and you're in a cave, and someone's stolen your thing. She'd be like, all right, cool. Like, she just would have no engagement with that. She couldn't see the por- the, the the purpose of doing any imaginary thing like this. So that is a low partner-friendly score of three. <laughs> That is, we've rated that lowest of any uh, of Dirty Harry or Rocky Horror Picture Show. So uh, let me tally up the scores here. 
Yeah, so that is for Dungeons and Dragons. That is a score of 33 out of 60, tied for second <laughs> or tied for last, depending on if you're a half-full, half-empty kind of guy with Dirty Harry, leaving Rocky Horror Picture Show as our number one rated My First Time Pop Culture Experience. As more episodes come out of this podcast, it will go lower and lower, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Firmly rooted near the bottom of the table. It's early days. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. That is my first time Dungeons and Dragons in the can, so Aiden would have to be sort of dragged back into a dungeon uh, (laughs) by his feet in order to play again. Oh, no, if it was my birthday, would you do it if I was like, I'm having a Dungeons and Dragons style party? Hmm. Are you keen? Look... Would you come or would you be like, oh, my little boy, he's a bit sick? (laughs) I do use my son as an excuse a lot. If it was your birthday, I would be there. Okay, well, that's good to know because. Well, wait, is it a is it a significant birthday? Is it like a is it a round number? Uh, let's say it's like yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's an odd numbered birthday. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> let's leave it there because I'm, I'm, my feelings are starting to get hurt. That's us for this episode. Uh, join us on our next podcast. We will be joined by our first ever guest, journalist slash comedian slash documentary filmmaker John Brooks is joining us in the studio Can to we- talk about. About I was about to say, are we allowed to say? Can we say? Yes, we can say. I'm excited for this one. Tell us. What are we looking at next time, Aiden? Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, the 1980s detention classic. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty excited to talk about that. But join in then to see what we have to say and to see what our first timer John Brooks has to say. Adios. Nice. I guarantee that the two of you have got a guilty pleasure that we could explore at some point. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, so bitter about how today's unfolded. Oh, it was a team up. <laughs>